Hey, young world. What up, what up, what's going on? You are tuned in to our effing opinion with Sanayar. And it's time for the show. Hey, what's going on, young world? This is Sanayar, and of course, it's our effing opinion. And today we got a special guest. We got Michael McGinnis here with us. Uh, Mike, please say hi to everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody from um, uh, Costa Rica. Hello. <laughs> Beautiful here. Nice. I, I got questions about that, too. Um, sure. So, Mike, you're an author. Um, I did read some of your story about the things that you went through. I kind of I don't want to uh, give my perspective of your journey. I would like you to give a little insight of your journey um, to the people from your perspective. Oh, my journey's been a long one, <laughs> and it's 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 a book in itself. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, a very interesting childhood, a very interesting father, um, and uh, um, consequently a lot of strife from that, um, and all kinds of things happened um kind of worked outside of the law in certain areas when i was really young of course you know the years have passed and that's not a problem anymore but i i was sort of into that and then i i came to costa rica after i had done this course that sort of empowered me it helped well it didn't sort of empower you it did i have to, I have to give a lot of that to the course and i came down here and on a surf trip and i ended up staying that was 33 years ago and um and from there, I've had all kinds of crazy things happen, um, becoming sort of the uh, non-official official sheriff slash mayor of this town that I kind of helped build. I, I, that was a big part of, I, I came here when it was really nothing and, and then turned it into sort of a surf town. Then ecotourism hit Costa Rica and then I adjusted and, and, and adapted and, and went into the ecotourism as well and helped with that and became a part of that. And then crime started hitting. So I had to step up and didn't do something different, which I had never done in my life. And 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 it was the Wild West down here at that time. So uh, yeah, it, it sort of became a thing and had all kinds of like great things happen and just incredible surfing and, you know, getting into big wave surfing and then, you know, beautiful girlfriends and heartbreaks and all kinds of stuff and, you know, being <laughs> successful and everything you can imagine. And then had some big experiences, visionary experiences, we can call them that, and big life changes and spiritual awakening, we could call them that. And that led me to writing novels and books and, uh, yeah, novels and, um, and now hopefully stepping into some more other types of media um, on the social media, but like creating some kind of animation going along with the books and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, so the, I know you moved down to Costa Rica, but what was before, what was like that first thing that, that, that made you now, I know you, you got into some trouble, I believe. Um, but what was the one thing that, that, that made something click to where you wanted to change or was it like you said you said you you uh you uh, you you said you visited something or you did something but what was that turning point to make you say okay it's this is more the direction i want to go so i had crazy enough i i i i, I had a, a lot of like 
older I, I was young i was 21 22 and i had a bunch of girlfriends who were like girls who were not girlfriends but girls who were like 30 31 32 maybe they had a kid or whatever and i'd sort of go and visit all these girls i had a little bit of an addiction with the with the sex thing <laughs> to be honest <laughs> and uh one day one day one of them says to me out of nowhere she says i have to tell you something and this this is we are not spiritual people at all we're fully just physical just what you know that whole kind of thing now there's no no talk of i never even know what the word spirituality meant and having to do with my life and then she just said i feel like i gotta tell you something but you're gonna think i'm crazy i go tell me and she didn't want to tell me she finally she's like i think you need to go to costa rica and i said well, what's that like i didn't even know what that was i you know i didn't like go through high school and all that oh, and graduated wow. i i had I a limited view of geography and whatnot and i was at a restaurant or something and she's like no it's a country and i said why would i want to go there she said i don't know and then i'm like okay and I thought she was a little crazy and I forgot about it. And then one day, like, I don't know, a month later, I'm, I'm over the other side of the border in Mexico. I lived in California and went over the other side of the border and I was surfing and this guy gets out of the water. The guy was like ripping it, you know, and I go, wow, you're ripping it out there. You're doing good. You know, it's good to watch you. And he's like, well, I, I spent a year in Costa Rica and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, Costa Rica has waves. And he's like, oh, does it have waves? It's got the best waves. And I'm like, what? So then I, this is all pre-internet. So then I started like looking in books and finding out that there's this great surf there. And I got this dream to move there. It's a dream. But then I have this conversation in my head because when, the way I was, when I was raised, I was, um, well, I was raised, I mean, I had a great childhood. I don't want to take anything away from it. I also had a very hard childhood. And, and one of the moments that was really difficult was when um, a stepfather figure stepped into my life and would literally walk around the house and scream at me and tell me that I was a no good, nothing Mexican. I'll never be anything in this world. And then just like on top of me constantly at 12 years old. And so wow. I guess there was a conversation within my head, like a speaking that would tell me that that was somehow true. And so when you have a dream or something like that, you start to say to yourself, well, you can't do that because you were, and you somehow, when you're a kid, you start to believe that stuff or some people do, at least I did. Um, yeah. And I didn't know that. And then I went and did this course course it's called landmark forum to be honest <laughs> landmark forum that's it yeah 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 have you heard of it no but i that's that's what i was getting to like oh. what was that point that changed you know the course and then it took you somewhere else right that, cor that course yeah you go in there and you find out that that um that you that you learn that you actually have a voice in your head that talks and you're always talking yes. to yourself constantly. Yes. And I got to know that. You know, I'm a kid. I'm 20. At this point, I'm 22. And I'm and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And the thing that you're telling yourself is a program that has been programmed in by all kinds of different things. Things people have said to you. Things where you made a decision when you were young and something happened yes. and, you know, like trauma, you know. And everybody goes through trauma. It's not just doesn't mean like super gnarly, like getting raped. It doesn't have to mean that. It can be just your somebody screaming at you constantly or whatever it is. And, and what this thing does is it shows you where you have blockages in your, in your life because of the way you speak to yourself. And I was able to learn that and also learn who I was blaming, which in large part was my mother. And then at this thing, you just because this thing happened and and then at this thing, you you've, I didn't know I was mad. I had no idea. And this is all unconsciousness, right? You don't know. And here I am living life a certain way, but I had no idea. And I got to realize, wow, you've been carrying this thing around and you believe what that guy said and you believe what that happened. And you believe because when your father let you, all these things you believe, and it wasn't necessarily true. And especially when I called my mom to apologize for blaming her for all these years, which is kind of a strange, you know, if you read my book, you'll see that's what we do. And that is we apologize for the blaming of. And, and I did that and she broke down and I was able to discover that she was afraid herself. 
And me and my mom have had an amazing breakthrough relationship since that day forward. We are best friends. We are every, we, we just have a, a really great relationship. And I immediately, leaving that course, got on a plane and went to Costa Rica to make my dream come true. Immediately. Wow. There was there was a week later, I was gone. Wow. Yeah, um, I was going to wait until a little later, but hearing your story now, um, my story is so similar. Um, I had I had two brothers who uh, my mom is with was with their dad, so I was a stepson, and I got treated completely different. My story is is almost like yours, but you just enlightened me on something because I was the same way with my mom, and I I forgive myself and I forgive her, but I haven't let her know why I was so angry and you just kind of opened my eyes to something because maybe she don't understand or maybe she don't know what I was feeling at that time so I appreciate you for even mentioning that because my situation was so much not I don't want to say the same but I went through that same process um and but for me it wasn't till I understood that I was programmed and once I understood that I was programmed because I was programmed by society and then I joined the military and got extra programmed. You know what I yeah, mean? So to deprogram myself, it took years, a, a long time. But I want you to elaborate on more after you spoke with your mom and went to Costa Rica and you had that when you uh, did the, uh, so did your spirituality change as at the same time all this process was going on or did that come later? Yeah, it did not. Um, and I want to touch on something real quick about you and your mother, if I can, real fast. Uh-huh, um, okay, a major part of it is to realize that the person who did what they did to you was actually doing the best that that person could with what they had in their toolbox at the time, period. And it doesn't matter how, and it, for everybody listening out there, it doesn't matter how grave and how horrific something was done, because you and I have a story that's similar, yes, and then there's other stories that are like, oh my goodness, like that, wow, yeah. really? You know, and even there, to be able to find that, oh, that person, even though they did that, was doing the best that they could with what they had time. You give them space, you give yourself space to, like you said, forgive, but then it, but the next, the next step in realizing that you've been blaming, so who is really also unconscious, me for blaming and you for blaming mom. So that one of the keys to liberation is to actually go to mom and apologize, whether she's here or not, you can still do it, you know, in another way, but to apologize for the blaming of, not so much sit in the seat of I forgive you because that means we're up here. We're not up there. We're all in the same place here, man. We've all done things to hurt others and we've all been part of it on, on both sides. So it's really apologizing and then that breaks the 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 energetic um, tie of the karmic kaka and, and you guys are liberated and the relationship shifts immediately. And it's a beautiful thing to just say, hey, I'm sorry that I blamed you for all those years. I knew you were doing the best that you could. You have to obviously know that inside. You have to believe, not just believe it, but like know it to be able to do right. that authentically. So, so there's right. that. <laughs> No, yeah, that 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 makes total sense because I was speaking to my cousin one time and she said you got to remember that 
what they were taught is what they gave us so that was the limitation of what they knew just like you just said that was the limitations of what he knew that was the limitations of what my mother knew and at that time i mean i i I was born in the 70s so at that time what was passed down was what you got nobody was breaking generational curses nobody was was actually kind of doing things different they were just following what they were taught so it and makes that's like that so much sense of years yeah thousands right. of years the whole right. world and that's why we're all in a program as well we've actually created a programmed existence of the matrix yes. and that's that's what we're in <laughs> yes yes um so they wanted if you want me what, to answer the question about the spirituality part yes yeah so i would call that thing that happened with the course and my mom what i learned and how i was able to to free myself and liberate myself from my limiting beliefs i would call that a transformational experience um at this course it doesn't get real spiritual in the sense you're not they don't really talk about anything like that it's really about getting rid of limitations and they're and it's a beautiful thing it's a perfect thing for what it does and then i in my opinion it sort of stops there which is great because we all we're all so limited it's really great to be able to go out and say man if i want to become wealthy i'll become wealthy now because you're you're not limited anymore you don't there is no uh little voice in there saying you can't do that it's gone man it's gone after that right. you gotta go through it you gotta sit there right. go through something and listen to things and things you don't want to hear maybe but then yeah. at, at the end of the day that's what happens so i would say that it wasn't a spiritual awakening but it was a transformational experience i would say the next the next thing that happened with me was that i was in a very very harsh state in my life where i had kind of had everything i wanted and this is in my 40s and um i read the book the power of now I actually listened to it cuz I don't read but I I listened to it on one of those you know walkmans back in the day and that changed my life because it it showed me that there was a there was a voice in my head that talked and there was another voice there was another a, a being that could watch that happen so you get it so so yes. it it got me present in the when the realization that man there's nothing other than right this second and i would call that kind of a mini spiritual awakening for myself and and it helped me out a lot it helped me to stop wanting to have more and and oh bad it was so great back then or it was so it's going to be so bad then later or it's going to be so great when i get that all disappeared for me and that was a big step in my life so um i still wouldn't call it the major spiritual one that's more that more happened with the visionary experiences about 10 years later wow wow yeah. 10, so that's that's crazy so i i kind of had a similar experience um kind but i was with uh a friend of mine who was a female and she we used to meditate all the time so we would meditate together usually i meditate alone and we had meditated and we went in the kitchen and we was about to do something and she just asked me out of the blue she was like who taught you how to drive and i was like I actually started thinking about that and I was like no one taught me. And then she was like what do you mean and I was like well I learned how to drive a stick shift from watching my uncle and I was never taught how to drive and I started for some reason I started thinking about my whole life and throughout my whole life I was seeing things that I learned but no one taught me and I just broke down and started crying 
And I was like, something, you know how you said that voice in your head? It was like, you did all this and you made it this far with no one teaching you. Realize how strong you are and that even though that hurt, look at where it brought you. And and that that that's that situation like changed my whole life. Like it just made me completely turn around. I want to know. Now I know you said it didn't happen to ten years later, but I want to know what that felt like, like for you. Hmm. Um, I was going through a, a really hard breakup with a girl that I had been with for, I'd say, nine, ten years. Um, and we both, we were just going through this thing that, that we had never gone through. We had actually had a pretty good relationship up to this point. And, and um, I was invited to go to one of these visionary, I'll call it uh, ceremonial experiences, you know, where you <laughs> ingest a certain plant medicine. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I have never, ever, at that point in my life ever experienced anything like that that had changed me so much in three it was a you do um three of the nights of this experience over a one week period so you have a night on night off night on night off and it changed everything and what it did was it showed me gratitude for the first time it helped me feel gratitude i would say it that way it showed me it it, it I had gratitude for everything and everyone and life and nature and connecting me to nature in a way. And even though I've lived here for so long, still like, wow, like the connection to nature was amazing. And and it showed me that there's a lot more going on than the, the programmed five cents, you know, the see, touch, hear, smell, that, that to this whole picture that any of us could ever imagine ever. And, and it really just opens the veil and you go, oh, whoa. And you're like, wow, that's what's behind all of this. And that's just a fraction of this infinite intelligence that is amazing. And it's pure love. And it's behind even all this crap that's going on and all the negative stuff. Somehow that's also meshed in there. And it's all okay. Somehow like it's, it helps you also just like this burden come off. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's not just this physical thing that I see. There's something else going on here. I'm bigger than just this meat suit that I'm sitting in. And you actually realize, okay, I'm in a thing here. I just sit here. <laughs> yes. I'm really not from planet Earth. I'm just walking around going, oh, this is interesting. And then he yeah. gives you another, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, you know, that that's a part of it. <laughs> Did you ever have a hard time explaining this to anybody? Because I find myself... When I try to explain to friends that, that for me, I try to explain to them that consciousness is everything. And that without consciousness, this body is pretty much just existing. It's nothing without the consciousness. And in trying to explain to somebody that, listen, you are a spirit. Your spirit doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have any of that stuff that you see in our world but that's what you are did you have any issues or were people saying man are you crazy or or anything like that 
Yeah, because I became, I became another person in this very small town that I live in, where everybody knows me because I've been here so long. I mean, I have been, a, you know, this guy that done all this stuff down on the beach and then made this thing, and you know, I, I, yeah, everyone knew me and all, and I was also this sheriff figure, this unofficial sheriff figure, and all of a sudden I'm out of that. I'm out of all of my old life. I, I literally left the town and moved up into the mountains in another spot. I had to because energetically, I couldn't be the same person I was anymore, and I didn't know how to fit in. And I, I think I needed to fit in. It was more of like I just this isn't my frequency. If I want to use those words, right. so I shifted my where I lived to a, a higher frequency, a place that was more in nature, with a river there where I could let out all the stuff I needed to let out and get rid of all the the. the The, not all, but a bunch of the programming and the sadness from the breakup and this and that. And her and I, by the way, I brought her in right away, and she did it, and we both knew and we loved each other. And to this day, even though she's not, she's kind of mad at me right now. To this day, though, she's we still know we love each other, but we know that it's that was then, and now it's now. And she has a, found a new person, and it's beautiful. And that's another thing that the medicine gave me was that it let it let me know that everything that happens is supposed to happen, and it's okay that things come and go, and that nothing is permanent. And that even the sun is going to burn itself out someday. All of it is coming and going. And so when people saw me, they're like, "Is answer your question?" We're like, "Whoa, what happened to Mike?" You know. And and for me to try to explain, it was like it's kind of hard to explain something that you've experienced that's outside of what everyone else knows. And so instead of doing that, it was more like, "Hey, there's this thing out there. If you'd like to come and try, I, I suggest this. If you're if you're ready and it calls you, and if it doesn't, don't. It's okay. And it's also okay to be in the unconscious state of life as well, because I was for all those years, you know. And and there's still bits of me that need to. If we're in a human body, there's something always to work on, right? So you know, I'm still cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. But wow, yeah, I was a different guy. So explaining it was is tough. I do believe, though, that with what's happening in this world now, we can get a little bit more into probably what you talk about with like the things that are happening on this planet right now, with the 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 politics and the media and the and the dogs just call it the darkness because I don't have another way to put it, right? Yes. Because there is an opposite of capital L love, and that's darkness, and it does exist, and it is real, and I guess you know that. Because that's this is all happening, and we're being we're really being pushed. Because it needs to push because it feels itself falling up. It feels us、um, waking up. You can even think about it if you think like the last twenty years. Oh, Whole Foods, and then people are starting to try to eat better, and they're thinking about yoga and this and that. Even though that's not full on, but it's still something. So、yes. it's new, like this. This intelligence, that's this dark intelligence, like haha! I better like <laughs> get rolling here, and it went out with bam! All this stuff, all this separation, and and all these rules and、uh, draconian crap. And what that's actually doing is it's. It, just like anything, if you think about it, I mean, look at—I had these hard things that happened in my life. You, you maybe had the same, and those are the things that woke you up. Well, that's what they're doing. They, when I say they, I don't necessarily mean people sitting at a table. Yes and no, but it's more that intelligence of the darkness. It's pushing us to wake up, and so people are waking up not only to what's going on, but also inside because it's really important. Because I talk about it in my books. And、we talk about yes, there are like basically two awakenings here. There's the awakening of your 
of okay i'm oh wow they've been doing that oh they lied about that interesting oh we've got this war machine over here then they're making all this money because they're starting these wars over in ukraine whoa okay and so you're waking up to that but what's more important just equally important if not more i think is also to wake up to what you truly are and like you were saying like we're just we're the spirit so the power that we have to shift things is more than we know how do we do that hey i'm sitting here trying to figure that as well because it's complicated but what if the world was to have a spiritual awakening and i mean the world like what if what if three billion people went came to the light like just woke up like for real what would that right. be like what kind of a that Powerful. frequency shift what what could that do to the darkness because yeah. it can't it can't digest people it doesn't want to be around people like me. it doesn't want to look at me it doesn't want to look at people like you it doesn't want anything to do with it. so it shifts its focus and it focuses on those who are already in the negative vibration what happens if there's not that much food for it interesting question huh yes yes um i want to ask you so going through all this what led up to the books and what even made you start your first book so i am not a a reader um not a no writer my father's a novelist my mother wrote a book as well oh, wow. um my mom's a create uh, an artist as well she's like a creative artist I had never stepped into any kind of real creativity other than like, you know, I'd open a restaurant or something and I get really into like how we had like an Elvis shrine and a shrine to right. do Kanamoko and I made all this really cool. So that was my my limitation of creativity. I wouldn't have called it that then. I was like, "Okay, how can we make this cool?" That was it. My parents, on the other hand, are, are more were more creative. I never noticed it um that that's what they were doing. Um in those visionary experiences, I was shown things that I needed to um do in this world that I needed to put forward and I needed to open up in conversation or bring to the world and and one of them there was this like piece of techno I don't know anything about technology but this like in in this idea of this vision where there was this there was a Are we still there? You got, you, yeah, I'm here. You got muted for a second. Yeah. Just, if you could I just yeah. You were saying with your mom and your dad the creative part and then how you just continue yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah. So I um I had I had, had in the vision some things that was being were being shown about technology actually helping us. A technology that wasn't dark. What like right now this AI thing, we all know that this is scary, right? Yes. Absolutely. But I was shown another type of technology that would be AI that would be positive. And so um I had this idea that I was going to try to help crap but I don't think about technology and I didn't do anything and um then it's like I'm getting pushed by this voice that's telling me that I need to like somehow bring this out and then one day it's like uh you're going to write a novel I said I don't write. I don't know how to write. I don't know how to write a novel. And it goes this story just goes like push through the top of my head like and the whole thing was just laid out. The whole thing. Oh, you got and, it and, I, and so I'm like, man, I don't know how to write and I sat down and I did like three or four chapters and showed some people they're like this is good i mean you know you need to you know you need cuz i don't have good punctuation you need to get someone to help you with this and that there's something good here and i went out and got help and um with that part of it and and man i tell you the weird thing is is that 
it's gonna sound weird, but it's not difficult to write these novels. It's actually very easy for me and it's fun. And I, if I didn't have it in my life now, I don't know what I would do. I, you know, I was a big wave surfer and I hurt my back. And so I can't do that anymore. And mm. this came along right at that moment. It's almost like perfect timing, you know? And it's, I really love it. And I want to create other things. I want to create movies and all kinds of stuff, you know? Wow, man. <laughs> it's the more you talk, the more like, so you hurt your back. Did you hurt your back surfing? Yeah, twice, so, two surgeries. Um, recently uh about uh, almost two years ago um i hurt my shoulder at work and I'm, i'm still out to this day um and for some reason i was in the beginning i was in a rush to get back you know like my life is over you know um and the longer i stood out the more i was already woke but the more i was oh, able I to yes awaken but the more i sit <laughs> right the more i sit by myself the more intense it got you know the more i was sitting alone and, and had time to actually think and go back and forth with that voice in my head it just came more and more clear and what's odd is i now have been looking out getting out of the country and africa and costa rica is one of the places that i've been looking at the most to go and costa rica is like on the top of my list and it's just you know i when i read everything about you and how it's just like wow i would love to talk to this guy and it's so much i want it's like i feel like such a connection with you and there's so much that we have in common and yet i don't even really know you but and i know that sounds odd but i mean uh your first book the essential revolution right the that that name for some reason and i can't even explain to you why the name of your book resonates with me and yet i don't know why i don't want you to give away the book but can you just explain a little bit what where you like where did that come from and, and what the name of it like where did you come up with that okay well first of all to, to just say something about what you said about the connection i agree i agree and i felt the same thing and, and it's because we're all going home we're all going to the same place we're all going to towards ascension you know we're all we're all waking up so it's very common that when people are starting to really move into the, uh, the higher frequency that we see this commonality so it's very it doesn't like uh, for me it doesn't surprise me and i'm with you on it and i agree 100 i feel the same so you know okay okay awesome <laughs> and uh so the name the name was like it it, it I, everything was given to me, man. It's like, it just was like, think, think you do it. I didn't have to go, hmm, what am I going to call it? <laughs> it's like, there it is. Wow. And I'm like, oh, the essential revolution. And I wrote it down and I had some people that, that I didn't end up working with that were sort of looking at everything. And I told the girl, I said, what do you think about this name? She said, oh, well, a name, you know, something that we can figure out later. I don't know. It's a, it might, and I'm like, oh, that was a big red flag for me because I <laughs> love the name. I yes. love the name, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah. Um, the book really talks about what's going on in our world right now 
um, both of them really, because the other one, the first one was written before the whole world really started falling apart. So because I was starting to write, I think I wrote it in 2016, 17, around there started and then it came out in 2020 and the, the, it was kind of on right about then. So obviously when people read it, they're like, wow, they should realize that I wrote that knowing that something was coming because that's because in the book that one of the persons is letting us know that it's like an oracle person, a woman, and that something's coming our way. And so I knew that and, and my friend and I here, he, he also felt the same way. And like every time we go to the States, we come back and like he'd go, wow, you can feel it's getting closer. I'm like, yeah, I was just there. I felt the same thing, man. And um, and so then on the second book, the invitation is that we are in literally now. Like I, like I wrote it really fast because it didn't oh, take wow. me three or four years. It was like, bam. And the way it comes through me, man, I just sit there and it just goes, and I just start writing. I have no idea how it happens. It's crazy. And it's it's good. I mean, so many people love it and it's written well and it makes you feel like you're in a movie and it's a page turner. That's what I get told by a lot of people and that's what the reviews say. And, so yeah, and the invitation, if you think about the name, it kind of had a double meaning for me. Um, I'm, I don't know if you know about human design, but I'm what they call a, a projector. And and it's, a, it's yes. sort of a, um, you know what that is? Okay, yeah. Oh my God, like, uh, um, okay, I'll, I'll let you explain, but I just want to say this real quick. So I was meditating and I had a vision. I didn't understand it, stand it, until I started saying it out loud. In my vision, and, and this is so weird, <laughs> That you, that you said that in my vision I was shown that that's exactly what we are we are projectors the only thing is it was like no matter what you project you can tell a person what you're projecting you can be next to somebody and they can see the same thing you see but everybody's projection projection is different so I could be standing right next to you and my perception of what I'm projecting is completely different than yours. And that blew my mind because I'll never be able to know what you project, what you see, even you though, perceive. yes. And, and that just blew my mind. And it made me understand people even more because just because we're different and we, we can be looking at the same thing because of the what you've been through the way you see the world is not how i see it and that's things that we need to understand and grasp you know so yeah that that when you said that and, and it's so weird because right now like i i literally got goosebumps right now because um the connection and the things that you're saying and and i don't want to be one of those people that constantly say I had that same experience or I, you know, I don't want to be that person, but it's so surreal right now that a lot of the things that you're saying, I went through the same thing and I don't want to keep saying it, but it's, it's weird because it's like, because we, for some reason we were, this happened for a reason. Everything happens for a reason and our connection happened for a reason. And just to know that you're in Costa Rica and that's somewhere I was planning to leave to. Like I, I'm ready to leave America, and that's one of the top places that I wanted to go. So just this, it's uncanny our connection, even though we're just meeting. And um, I, 
I, you're making me get to a point to where it's like I don't even know what to say anymore. I have this list of stuff that I want to ask you, but it's just like there's so many things that you're saying, and the connection is is like unreal for me right now because of your experience with um, these downloads that you're getting or uploads, some people say, um, because I've experienced some of those same exact things. But for me, it was with music mm. and I did music and I stopped and and I was just like, because music is heading in a direction to where what I'm saying is not going to be heard. But when I go back and I listen to my music, the language was such an esoteric language that I was talking about spirituality before I even knew that I was talking about spirituality. And I go back and I listen to my music now and, I, and it's, 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 it's just like, wow, I can't believe that that came from me. But I was so far ahead that it doesn't even make sense. But now if you listen to it, it makes sense. But back then when I did it, it didn't make sense. Now it makes sense to me. So to hear this is what happened to you with the books is just like, it makes me feel like that I'm not alone. Like you actually experienced this too. That's why right now I'm just like in such shock. And I have so much that I want to ask you and I want to pick your brain so much, but I want you to talk about your experience because I don't want to make this my experience because your story is, is, is great. And I want more people to know about your books and I want more people to know about your story. Um, just the difficulties you went through, uh, um, your breakup and divorce and all the things you went through to lead up to now to where you are in that happy place. And and I know we we have time, time limit us, but I want you to to be able because your story is awesome and I want people to know more about you and that we can do the same thing. You know, so yeah. please elaborate more. Tell, tell tell more about your books and and the conspiracies that that you experienced, the things that you saw, and 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 more about. I want you to just tell us everything. Well, let's start with with the synchronicity between you and I. I mean, it's interesting, right? And yes. it's it's. I don't think it's something that should be thrown away. I think that when you stopped your music because you thought that. Um, you know, it, what, that's the music industry wasn't going there. You know, for me, I knew for sure that my books were not where people like where where, where Hollywood would turn it into a movie unless something really shifts. But there are other options. There's Angel Studios out there. And there's all the you know. There's there's new things happening in the world because the world is moving into a spiritual awakening period. It could look like it's doing this, and it is. Let's not be <laughs> the, the Dimitri in the book. He's the the, the main character who's sort of the teacher guy. He says the world is falling apart and waking up at the same time, and mm. and I and I believe that to be true. So yeah. you know, I guess. I would also say that the synchronicity here between you and I would also, I would, I, I, I saw Neil Donald Walsh say one time, I, I, I listened to uh, those conversations with God. He said something like, when a synchronicity happens, you are the creator to say what it means. So like, I would even like, you know, like suggest that we look at it like a, a maybe a, a guidance, a message to you to say, why don't you get back into that music thing? 
make music that you love because that's creating you know you create something and like you, you one thing i had to learn through this book thing was that i'm going to write these books and the people who will, who will um, align with them or connect with them or maybe need them if we want to use those words or could really use them at that moment it'll get in their hands somehow we, we leave it up to the higher power to do what needs to be done because the creation of something through art is everything for me like i really know that now as a guy that sits down and reads books and has no idea where the stuff's coming from and it happened with you too and and we know where it's coming from it's coming from the creator you know that's what's happening <laughs> the capital yeah. c creator as it created us in its image to create as well so it's having an experience through us so i would say get back to that music <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know what it's funny that you say that because i i um my son i uh I played something for him and he was like, wow, I can't believe that was you. And I was like, yeah, but you know, and the weird thing about it is as much as I love music, it was more of the creative side of it. Like I didn't want to be a voice. I wanted to create. And something told me to, and, and this is the weird part. Something said, stop doing the music make a podcast so i started a, a podcast uh which is the shirt i'm wearing sophisticated and i knew with us I, I had a partner but for some reason i knew that something was going to happen with my partner and i was going to have to do this on my own and i had no idea what i was doing but for some reason i started the podcast and it just kind of became this thing to where people were actually listening to me and I felt more connected than ever but I felt like and now that that you're mentioning this I didn't think that podcasting was an art but in a way it is sure. and and even though it's not music it's still an art to me it's still something that I love and that I I want to be informative and I want to express myself in this manner to where, where I can just say anything I want and not be censored. Anything that I it's on my mind. And did, I, I wanted to ask you this, but I wanted you to finish your story before. Um, when you went and you did the plant-based can you tell us what that plant was? Because I know of several um, plant things and a one particular thing that's not a plant, but it still gives you that same journey. So can you tell us and tell the audience exactly what that was? But I will say he's absolutely right. When it comes to this stuff, you have to be ready and in a position to do these things before you do them. So can you please yeah. tell them what that was? <laughs> uh, the first the, the first experience that was, um, we'll call it very transformational at that time in my life, um, the biggest at, at that moment was ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 um, a plant, that's a tea that is uh, created from two plants in the Amazon, usually two, sometimes it's more. 
in the Amazon jungle um, that contain a component um, molecule of the D NNDMT, and that is a visionary part of it. And then the vine, which well, that comes from Chacruna, and the vine is the ayahuasca vine, which is the one that in, it makes it so that the journey can last long, so that your stomach doesn't kill the 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 DMT. So it's like this inhibitor. And that's what those things, and out of 100 and I think it was 130,000 plants in the jungle, somehow these people, these indigenous people were able to take these two plants, put them together, boil them in water over time through prayer, through a very beautiful uh, ritual to make this happen. And when you drink it, it is something else, I'll tell you. And yeah, you, I, I would say that it's good to be called, and but I'll tell you, it's very strange. My journey was very different. These people I had met on the beach, said hey we're going to never I, I didn't really know who they were and they're kind of hippies and i was like going hey we were talking i go out and look at the waves every day and my, my back was all messed up so i couldn't surf but i'm still addicted i live right on the beach and I, and i can see them every day hey what's up and they had like a dog in the van the whole thing full hippie like and, and they're all getting packed up and i go where are, you, where are you guys going and we're going to do have an ayahuasca experience i go what's that they told me, like, oh, that sounds like LSD. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> I, I did that when I was 15 years old. I don't need any of that, you know. And I yeah. did it, like, three times in my life. And, and it's very strange. It's it's great. It really showed me a lot about how powerful the human mind is. But um, it was when I was real young. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. And they said, no, it's nothing like that. And I'm like, yeah, but it sounds like that. And they're like, no, it's not. And one thing led to another. And I was in the car with the man. And I drove up. And I, I so I was not... Uh, I, maybe I was called because of all the things that were happening in my life. I did talk to a friend right before I said yes. And I, and he's kind of a lit up guy, you know, and he used to work for me. His name is Anders. I go, Anders, you know, have you heard of this thing called ayahuasca? And he puts his hand out to shake my hand. And I'm like, why? And I shake his hand. I go, what's going on? And he says, congratulations, Mike. And I said, oh, you've done it? And he says eight times. And I said, really? He's all, Mike, it'll change your life. I just got in my car and I go, I'm going with you guys. I flagged him down, jumped in the car and my life was changed in the first night. Boom. Second mm. night. Boom. Third night. Wow. Just phenomenal, man. And there's uh, other medicines out there. You might have been talking about like the toad medicine, which is yeah. Rufo. Yeah, that's yeah. when Mike Tyson did changed his life. That, I, that was that was my other that was my biggest for sure, without a doubt, shift was through Rufo. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and you know, um, that was the first time I've, I've heard it. It was um, when Mike Tyson first started his show, he was with a guy named Evan. Uh, Mike Tyson always talked about the toad and Evan always talked about ayahuasca. Um, I guess Mike Tyson didn't really have, he didn't like ayahuasca because it lasted too long. And Evan preferred ayahuasca over the toad. But I started researching that too, and um, I started lower with uh, mushrooms. So I haven't went up to the ayahuasca level yet. But again, I know that's something that you have to be ready for. Um, but um, it's it is something that I I know I am going to do. Um, I just I'm at this point to now to where I'm. I just want. I don't know why. I just want to leave America. I just want to get out. I, I don't. I, I can't explain it. I just. I just feel like this is no longer my home, mm -hmm. and it's it's maybe a place that I come back to. But when you said that the frequency you had to change your freak, that's how I feel. 
I feel like every time I turn around, it's low frequency stuff. And I'm trying to be around more high frequency things. And everywhere I turn, it's all low frequency. And I just want that kind of energy around me. And there's not a lot of people that that has that or have that understanding because I when I speak to my friends, it's not it's not it's not the same energy back. You know, like now that I'm on a different frequency, I try to talk to my friends and the conversation is not the same. And I want to find more people to where they understand what I'm talking about. And now I I know you kind of maybe went through that, but now how did you go from that shift and then finding more people on that vibration? Because I know you mentioned you had to move in a place where your vibration or your frequency was was higher. How did you make that transition? And then how did you find your people? Wow. When <clears throat> after you have an experience that's so big like these, um, you will literally leave people that are not vibrating at the same place you are it happens naturally because it's everything's frequency specific so right now in life you you know we're going to attract around us you know and, and a lot of it might have been from our past so they're still lingering around us and you know we have to remember also to have compassion and i think dimitri in the book calls it loving from a distance and sometimes you know, at some point, I and mean, you know, you know what it was a very interesting thing about this, like this big division that happened with the injection or with the <clears throat> president and all this stuff. You could really see how people that you would have never thought were like doing the thing that you're not going to do or vice versa. You could look at it that way, you know, yes. in my case, it was like, wait, no, I really, you don't want me to come in your house. Oh, okay. I get, I got your number. And it was really easy for me to go, whoop, you know, yes. and and it's and it's it's just frequency it's going to happen anyways it's, it, i don't even think there's so much of a try i do believe that surrounding yourself um with the with people that are operating at a higher frequency is great i also would say that the most important thing is that you raise yours you just continue to raise yours every time you think a thought that comes that feels negative doesn't feel quite right in the body go to the shadow figure out where that came from when how when was the first time you felt this why do you feel it clean that make sure it's not yours apologize if you have to if you said something to somebody hey like as quickly as possible Ho'oponopono, they call it right i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you it's a it's a it's a very powerful practice to use i'm using it I'm, it's been bastardized a little bit into the cute form where we just say it back and forth to each other where in reality it's you're really saying i'm sorry to the the, the child within um, that that <clears throat> I, I'm sorry and then please forgive me I'm doing the best that I can you're saying really that's the way to do it thank you thank you for the lessons that have come in front of me thank you for what you've been for me um, I love you which is true right because we all love everybody it is a universal truth we don't see it and people say oh I don't love everybody I get it because you were trained not to but if a baby, you look at a baby, and I'll use this all the time, and people probably get sick of me saying this baby comes out, it loves everybody and everything. That's you. Yes. <laughs> Sons, the, the the programming, right? Minus the program. Right, right. No, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like um, it's weird because 
um, you know, I didn't realize my love came with conditions until I crossed over. And now that I understand what unconditional love is, it's <laughs> that's something hard to explain to somebody because it's like a normal person would be like, how can you love everybody? Well, everybody is uh, like you're we are part of each other. Right. We're all we're all part of each other. How can you not love yourself? It, you know what I mean? So even though I'm looking at you, Mike, and it's like, you're me. I'm you. Yep. Like, how can I not love that? You know, like, and that's the unconditional love, like, that we supposed to have for each other. And even if, you know, somebody's low vibration or are into things that you're not, you still love that person and accept them for that. But that's just not a part of where you are you know you're somewhere else but i still love you because yeah. we all have to go through that process to get what we are but yeah now and and you said oh my god you said you know because i i always wonder why everybody in my life just disappeared and everybody say when you go through the spiritual journey you lose your friends and prepare to be alone and i didn't realize it until everybody in my house was gone and i was alone and i was like nobody calls nobody comes over and then when i do talk to my friends the conversation is no longer the same and you're right i just need to vibrate higher it's not about finding people like me it's about vibrating higher and the people will just come and it's, you can also it, it, yeah go ahead you, you can also like you know keep your eyes out for events and things that that really like resonate where those people will be it's also nice to do that right because we are creatures that want to be around our tribe you know yes. that's that is what we are period and so it's also great to like you know i, I had to do that you know i had to go well it, it or did start to happen really naturally for me but i also like stopped going okay i'm not going to go down there and do that anymore i'm going to go over here and while they're having a what's this uh um came a scowl where you go inside this thing and it's super hot now okay i'll try that and you and you start to try these new things and you go to a, maybe a yoga or whatever it is a meditation club you're already in the meditation but it's out there you know and you could even have some of these medicine experiences in what part of the states are you in i'm in southern california oh just <laughs> see, let me know i, I didn't want know? to say anything but i just want to see how ironic things are like you know so What's, what city <laughs> Um, I'm actually in, in Lake Elsinore right now, but okay. I, 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 I've moved from like Orange County. I was in LA. I moved from Orange County and as things got expensive, I just kept moving East. So now I'm in Lake Elsinore. Um, been here for about four years, was in Corona for eight years. So I'm, I'm still in the Southern California area. I grew up in Fullerton and, oh. uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I moved used to, to live San in Clemente. Yeah, after I left high school. Yeah. Wow, wow. See, it's small world, man. And, yeah. And and then, like I said, I was Costa Rica is one of the first places I looked to move to because I want to move out of the country. Um, and but as much as I want to to compare, I still want you to um, talk about. Now, I know we've got into the spiritual part. How did you, and, and I know we're changing the subject, but 
where did you get into the conspiracy part and where did that all combine because for me they went hand in hand the conspiracy part and the spirituality part kind of was together and opened my eyes up together was that the same for you yeah um it, it it was the same for me i would say a little bit before the spiritual awakening i was like looking at 9 11 and realizing wait a minute there was a third tower that this paper was on fire and went into the thing and the whole thing exploded like this yeah. <laughs> or like this mm-hmm. I, I i sort of scratched my head i said wait a minute something's going on here something's not quite right about this so it, it did happen in a little bit different time for me. I did get a little wound up and crazy watching a lot of Alex Jones and I didn't want to go out of the house. I got a little nutty. And then I got out of that. And then years later, this, the spiritual awakening thing happened. So, you know, it's kind of come in from different pieces. And you, I think now it's just not theory. I think it's funny because so many things are now being admitted by the players. Oh, this is what we're doing of this new world order. And this is what's going to happen. And, you know, tw- agenda 2030. You no, know, we're going to do it now. And I mean, they're just literally saying it. So people who are sitting there going, nope, this doesn't exist. They're just so sheep-like and afraid. And, and you have to also give the compassion and go, okay, that's just where they're at. It's okay that the, the, this game needs them, those pawns, these, these NPCs to be there for some reason, you know? Like everything has to be like it is because it is. And and that's like one of the big things I had to accept and realize and go, wow, it's so true. And that happened through, you know, through this whole awakening process. I want to ask you this. Um, when you first was going through your spiritual process, was it easy for you to talk to people about it? And the same thing with conspiracies. Were you like excited to talk to people about it? Or was it one of those <laughs> things where it was like, you felt like you didn't want to talk about it because people were going to be like, oh, man, that's crazy. Or did you just say, you know what? I'm going to talk about it. I don't care what they think. No, I I wanted to talk about it to everybody. I'm one of those people, like starting from Landmark Forum. I, I don't think anybody sent more people to Landmark than I have. I, I, I have just talked only just through me talking about it, you know, um, and same thing with the with the the rest of it um, all just um, constantly it's just what I I mean you, you know, the, the, the the proof in that is that I wrote a book <laughs> I write books about it two books now you know and so it's so important for me to get the word out and 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 for some reason and like again I'm also not a, what I did learn was to be not attached to what other people think about it you know what I mean like right. what their answer is at the end that 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 was really important right right and, to and to let go of the expectation. The the so uh what was the author who did nineteen eighty four and, and what was it called Animal Animal Farm? Yeah, oh, uh, George Orwell. Oh, oh, right. So like to me I always ask myself and 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 I'm a I'm a little older. I I'm forty eight years old and I always ask myself with those books, like those books that he made how did we allow it to even get this far when like people like that were kind of telling us what was actually going to happen and what's going on how did we allow it to get this this far what is your what are your thoughts on on that like how did we allow it to get here um i believe we allowed it to get that far because of of, of it's several factors one is that we've been programmed to believe that we're small, number one, that we don't have power. 
and when we had that programming from way back, um, it what happens is is that we we start to believe that, and then um, it 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 allows us to become it makes us become stagnant and afraid and not wanting to move, even though we see something like oh yeah, but you know. I can't do anything about it. I'm not, I'm small, you know, uh, that's one. The other one is that we, so many of us have, have, um, um, bought into the whole thing and, 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 and use these, these, these entities and these, um, you know, these, uh, these corp, whatever they are, whether it's the government or whatever. And, and we've been a part of that and, and we're, it's like a father figure. How could they ever do something to us? You know? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so we're, we're just kind of programmed for it. All right. One more question for you. And, and, and this one means a lot to me because I, um, me personally, I, I look at myself as, um, I, I'm, I'm ready to have fun, but I want to be informative. What? advice would you give the younger generation especially um like teenagers that are going into high school and that are going to be experienced coming out to experience life what kind of advice would you give them or what kind of insight would you give them just before they come out into the real world Wow. And I only asked I asked this question and I asked this question to a lot of people, even myself, because I have uh, my youngest is 12. And for some reason, every time I look at him, the only thing I think about is that that's the future of this earth. Even when I'm not going to be here, he is the future of the earth. And it's just like, for some reason, I cherish that so much. And he's the youngest. I have other children, but it's just like, all of them are the future, but he's like the youngest. He's only 12. So I look at him like, when there's going to be a point where I'm not here, but he's going to have some kind of impact. At least I want him to on earth. You know, what can we give them? Or what can what advice can we give them to say, hey, you know, think about these things? Um, you know, Jesus said something. He said, I I leave early now to go to the Father. You, or you will do works that I have done and more because I leave early and go to the Father. So I would I would empower them, letting them know that they are powerful, having them question everything. Um you know, and 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 that they that the, for them to know that also that they are eternal to really like let them know that they're never gonna really die. That's the biggest fear that's been programmed into us that that we're we're limited. We're not. You're you will never not be in some. I didn't want to use the word form, but experience will always exist, and you are it, and that is for sure forever. And you know, even though things could get rough, these people, they, they, these new kids who are coming in, they are the ones that are 
they're the ones that are going to carry the new world and they yes. they have they have some yes. special stuff in them and let yes. them know that and for them to dive into the spirituality and let that's the number one thing is i hate to, i'm going to say it but i'm going to say it and a lot of people like to hear this word but god first period yes. you know what i mean yes. and you can't tell somebody that they've got to experience it themselves just like you can do that by showing them the love that they are the love that they've been feeling and the sadness and all of it is the same at the end of the day and yeah. that you know that's that's what i would say no i i agree i couldn't agree with you more um there is a there's an old school rapper and he said you use your gun and he said that's a metaphor he said gun stands for god universe and nature he was like always keep your weapon with you and i believe that god universe and nature tap in um mike thank you so much i appreciate your time i do want to connect with you again whether that be on or offline i i still have so much more that i want to to share and talk to you about but i appreciate your time brother and thank you so much and i love you and and i can't tell you how much um just i was so excited to get this interview because i just felt this connection just by reading everything that i read and there's so much more i think you need to share there's so much more with yourself that i think you need to share and i, I don't know why i need to say that but your story of what i read and what i'm receiving is that there's so much more you have to share and there's so much more you need to share and i truly in my heart i truly do believe that even though you've shared with the books and 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 you've shared with us today you have even more to share i'm not sure what it is but you do and and i truly believe that and please let's stay in touch and 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 connect again please yes to this again yes sure. thank you so much uh, again i appreciate you brother i love you and please let's connect again this was fun and very inf- informative i actually learned some things i'm gonna have to go call and talk to my mom because <laughs> i still haven't done that but yes thank you so much um again appreciate you and love you brother thank you you too brother i appreciate it thank you very much and and uh, we will definitely do this again thank you so much all right peace okay. and love thank you igualmente <laughs> y'all know what's coming up next well that's it for the show if you have an opinion you want to discuss give us a call 213-600-5144 and leave us a message we will give you a shout out and discuss your opinion on the show or follow and dm us on instagram also here's a couple more podcasts you need to check out conservation cabin podcast lost in the groove podcast and also raw sugar podcast peace and love young world for rf and opinion